1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Congratulations to Caller 10. You're winning two tickets to the Capitals game Tuesday, January 16th, Capital One Arena as they take on the Ducks. For tickets and the complete cap schedule, go to thefandc.com slash events courtesy of the Washington capitals grant and danny live from rudy's golf in kingstown alexandria they've got a double deck driving range top tracer technology and putt-putt courses also a full restaurant where we are sitting at the sports bar now there's something for everybody in the family out here go to rudysgolf.com the new go-to spot for golf and entertainment let's get to our beltway blitz On this, the day where Bill Belichick's out in New England and the Commanders are zeroing in on their two finalists, Adam Peters and Ian Cunningham, as executives, we start the blitz on the ice with Bailey Johnson of the Washington Post. Capture in action tonight. You can hear the game just after 7 right here on the fan. John Walton will have the call. Seattle Kraken Bailey in town. Will you educate us on the opponent tonight?
3: Absolutely. They're one of the hottest teams in the NHL right now. I believe they have points in their last 11 games, and they've won seven straight. They had a bit of a tough start to the year, which shows up in their record. They're only a little bit above five hundred despite the hot streak they've been on lately, but they've been pretty much unstoppable lately. I think they've only allowed something like 15 goals in their last 11 games. They're getting incredible goaltending from Joey Decord and are super deep, both in their forward lines and on defense, which is contributing to them winning a bunch of games in a row right now.
4: These two teams couldn't be more different. Their regulation records are 13-13-12 and and 13-14-13. So you could see the stark difference between them. Got there very different ways, though. As you mentioned, Seattle's red hot. Uh, When the Caps are going good, Bailey, what is it? And when they're not, what is it?
3: When they're going good, it really starts with the goaltending and the defense. I think they kind of had to realize a little bit into the season, and Spencer Carberry talked about this this week, that they're a little bit more of a defensive team and play – a little more low event hockey by design as the offense hasn't ever really kicked into gear this year. So when things are going well, it's the defensive structure and the goaltending, and it's allowing them to win games, even if they're only scoring two or three goals, when they're not going well, it's usually when they get into a situation where they have to chase a game, which opens up their defensive structure and creates a lot of problems for them the other way, as they're trying to push to score more goals and try to get themselves back into a game that they're chasing. And we've seen lately that that can start to spiral on them, the, New Jersey and Carolina games last week are examples of that, where they got down, had to kind of chase, didn't work out well for them. And then the Kings game, the opposite, where their defensive structure stayed locked in. Even when they got down, it was only by a goal. They maintained the belief and just kind of kept playing their game, and eventually the win came for them.
2: Injury report seemed pretty extensive. Can you give us some details on what's going on? And also it sounds like we get to see Oshi tonight, right?
3: Yes, so the positive on the injury report is that TJ Oshie will be back tonight for the first time since um, he scored a goal against Nashville in December. He came out of the lineup the next day in Carolina and hasn't played since then. Um, Alex Ovechkin and Tom Wilson are both game-time decisions. For Ovechkin, it's a lower-body thing that he picked up late in the Hurricanes game last week. He awkwardly collided with one of their forwards, Jordan Stahl, and hasn't practiced since. He did play against L.A. on Sunday, but then didn't practice Tuesday or yesterday. And this morning at the morning skate, he was a little bit back and forth between the ice and talking to the trainers. And they said, he's going to take warmups and they'll see for Tom Wilson. It's just a matter of his comfort with his broken nose. Um, a question of if he can get through the discomfort and play the physical brash style that we all know Tom Wilson likes to play. So possible that they hold him out tonight. If he doesn't feel like he can play every bit of the way he needs to play, given a little bit of an uncomfortable situation of playing with a broken nose.
4: Bailey, the elephant in the room here, uh, you mentioned Ovechkin. He's got eight goals. We're three games shy of the midway point in the season. We're used to having him have 20 more goals than this. All of a sudden, it looked like, you know, it was inevitable before the season started that he was going to walk down Gretzky and that was that. I don't know anymore. And, it, you know, it, it's it's not a criticism. It's just kind of a reality. We're sort of here used to this impossible standard of him defying age just give me a big picture thought here. This looks further away than it's ever than it ever has.
3: Yeah, and honestly, you started with elephant in the room, and I don't think it is the elephant in the room. I think it's been the biggest storyline for this team all year: the fact that he has not ever really clicked into the kind of goal scoring gear that you expect from him. He is on a five game point streak right now, and he leads the team in points because he has a bunch of assists. So it's not like he's not contributing, but the goal scoring has not ever. Like, you keep expecting okay, yes, he's had a slow start. Yes, his shooting percentage is low. Surely at some point it's going to turn. Surely at some point he's going to get on one of his classic hot streaks, and we're all going to forget that this is ever something we were talking about. And like you said, three games shy of the halfway point, that's not what's happening. He still only has eight goals, and he hasn't gone on the kind of run that you keep thinking maybe he will at some point. So, I mean, big picture-wise, I do think the aging curve is kicking in, and in hockey often aging hits a little bit more like a cliff than it does a slow decline. Um, And for a player with such a singular skill, like Ovechkin's ability to score goals, it isn't like, I mean, it's surprising because of Ovechkin and because of his track record and because of the way he's defied it for so long. But it's not uncommon for, like, that singular skill to be the first thing that you see the drop-off happen in.
2: Bailey, thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. No problem. Uh, Let's keep the Blitz moving. We'll talk football with... One of our buddies who covers the league, Nate Davis of USA Today. Nate Belichick out today, Pete Carroll yesterday, Vrabel on Tuesday. What an incredible 72 hours, huh?
5: Yeah, and uh, you know, Jim Jim Harbaugh sitting out there too for for whatever that's worth. So I I, I I mean, you know, don't don't like to traffic and hype or anything, but I mean I don't know if there's ever been a crazier uh, coaching cycle with with bigger names than than the one we're about to see here.
4: Yeah, it's I can't remember anything like it. I mean, I know there's there's always openings, but not like this. Not where there haven't been openings in places for decades. Where does Belichick end up? What's the best fit?
5: Yeah, you know, good question. I mean, I think I think of the open jobs. You know, to me, maybe, maybe Atlanta looks like uh, like it's the best one. You know, go uh, go take over Tom Brady's sad little division and win three, three Lombardies where he only got one down there. Um, but you know, there's, there's a lot in place there. I think Arthur Blank, obviously 81 years old, and certainly wants to win that franchises first championship uh, they got to figure out the uh, quarterback position of course but a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of good talent in place there and I think a place you could probably win and be competitive um, fairly quickly given the relative level of competition there uh, the question is going to be is are any of these other franchises that have coaches you know the the, Bears, the Jaguars maybe teams like that or are they you know, they'd be open to making a change, given this is one of those very rare opportunities that if you're kind of uh, on the fence or sacking half your staff anyway, you know, do, do you go all in and make a make a, a run uh, at, at Old Bill?
2: The issue with Atlanta, to me,
5: I don't understand where the
2: quarterback comes from. You I know, mean, unless they signed Kirk Cousins. Like, the whole problem for Belichick was he didn't have a quarterback for a few years and it fell apart. Six of the eight guys that have gotten fired this week It's based pretty much on the fact that they were let down by the quarterback position. He'd be signing up for hunting for a quarterback again, wouldn't he?
5: To some degree, yes. Uh, I mean, he's also going to have the runway. It's not like, you know, I I think Arthur Blank is going to put him on a three-year plan or anything. And I think there's a a lot of, uh, again, I mean, if you hire Bill Belichick, you know, are you giving him the keys to the kingdom? Are you letting Terry Fontenelle kind of run the personnel side there again? But, uh, you know, there's also a lot of people that are trying to connect the dots of of, of Justin Fields, you know, going home to, to Georgia if the uh you know, if the Bears decide that they're gonna reset that position financially. Uh you know you know also, you know, with with the if, if they don't decide that, um I'm talking to the team that, that might get into the uh, um business of trying to trade in the top two or three picks to to get that done. But um, you know, and it's also not necessarily a problem that has to get fixed this year if you're gonna hire Bill Belichick. I mean know, you know, everyone wants kind of the microwave Matthew Stafford uh, re- results when you make a move like that. But I think, uh, you know, if you hire Bill Belichick, you know, that that's the most important part. Uh, maybe the quarterback gets, gets fixed this year, but, I mean, maybe it gets fixed next year.
4: Nate, you mentioned Matt Stafford. What if Matt Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams go on the road and beat the Detroit Lions? Just, I want, just what's the fallout? Can you imagine?
5: Well... I don't know if the fallout is all, is all that crazy, but uh, um, I mean, I I, I kind of think that that's, that's actually going to happen. I mean, and nothing against the Detroit Lions, but I think the Rams are, are as hot a team as there is in the league right now um, based on how they've played the last last six, seven weeks. Uh, and I also kind of think the pressure's on Detroit, you know, playing that first playoff home game in 30 years, you know, the first Lions playoff game in Ford Field. Um, y- you know, I think everyone's looking forward to that game. Um on Sunday night, but I think you know, not not you guys. And I think it's starting to pick up steam. But I mean, to me, the undercard is also is is, is maybe more more interesting. Is what if Jared Goff knocks out Sean McVay that night? Um, that will be fun too. I mean, either way, we're getting a good story out of that game.
2: Yeah, that storyline is impeccable. Matchup that I love the most that's going to get the best TV numbers based on where its position is the Packers and the Cowboys in the seven two game. McCarthy against Green Bay in Dallas. I guess similar question, if the Cowboys lose, what's at stake there? I mean, there is, according to Schefter, still one mystery team on Belichick that he says hasn't fired their coach yet that could be interested. Like, that screams Dallas to me, right?
5: I have a hard time believing that, Grant. I mean – I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if if the Cowboys, you know, go out, you know, uh, and flame out on Sunday against Green Bay. I, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if if they decide to move on from Mike McCarthy. Um, what would shock me is if Bill Belichick signed up to to work in Dallas. Um, just given that Jerry Jones, you know, really can't help being involved in the football operation, uh, and and you know, has, has so often kind of had a coach that will, you know, I don't say be differential to him, but uh, you, you know. It, that, that that July press conference that happens every year in Oxnard is, is Jerry talking football with with whoever the head coach is at the time, sitting next to him. You know, often not saying much at all while Jerry takes all the questions and talks about it. Uh, I mean, he it, it's his football team, and you know, he's he's very much got got his hands in the pie there. Uh, and I, I think if you're Bill Belichick, you know, you, you know, you obviously you're close to Bill Parcells, and you have a very good idea of how things work down there. I, I just don't know that that's. Um, the best fit for Belichick, given the days that he's at in his own career, uh, and, and probably not not wanting too many cooks in his kitchen, if you will.
4: Nate, thank you as always, buddy. Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. We'll see you, pal. Hit that local 53 sounder, please. Commanders. Our guy Michael to walk Phillips, over to
6: Joe's. I'll just wait and join you inside.
4: See, you, buddy, Michael Phillips, you with me? Hey, what's up, dude? Not much, man. I, I just what do you did get you from Trader, Trader Joe's? I heard Trader Joe's. What do you get from Trader Joe's? I love that place. <laughs>
6: All right, I, I'm standing outside Gelati Celeste, the ice cream place here in Richmond. you it's probably it's a little cold. It is. Uh, my, my oldest daughter, I'm just going to brag here. This is a sports yep. station, so I'm going to brag. Go. Third place in the school spelling bee today. Here we I go. Know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so what do you want to do? Let's go for ice cream. So we're going to ice cream. It's right next to Trader Joe's. They just wrapped up their ice cream. They're going to go get some taco shells for dinner uh, while I talk to you guys about
2: football. Life's good. Uh, I, I have a that. question. So she finished third place. What word tripped her up? What'd she get knocked out on?
6: But Ellie, Ellie Grant wants to know what word uh, got you out of the school spelling.
3: The word that got me out was cluttered, C L U T T E R E D. There you go. She's already
6: learned the and word. And now you
4: learned it. That's the whole point. She's not exercise, gonna forget right? that one. Yeah.
2: No. <laughs> the word. Tell. You could tell Ellie the word that got me knocked out in third grade was thorough, T H R O U G H. Thorough.
6: Oh, that's that's tricky. That I mean that that's unfair, really. That. I, I, I mean agree. I, I would have blamed. Yeah, that, that's
4: not right. I I still, by the way, am upset. This is this is a wonderful woman. She couldn't have been kinder or sweeter. One of my favorite teachers of all time. But I still have a gripe with Mrs. Paula Castro in third grade. I couldn't spell the word Boulevard as a third grader, I, and I'm like, that's a h- tough. One. How is this my word? Like there's other kids over here doing cat, and I got Boulevard. It, it, anyway, injustice is the word. It
6: just just abbreviate, abbreviate and move on like the rest of the world. Yeah, you should yeah. have said
2: BLVD. BLVD period, period like I do <laughs> on
4: addresses, Mr. Castro, I'll be in the back. Uh Miguel, they're down to two finalists. This is warp speed, uh not quite warp factor 10 cuz you can't do that without breaking some rules of the physics on Star Trek. You get the reference, but they're going fast here. What's our timetable? yeah so uh, coaching interviews start Monday for teams who
6: are in the playoffs, right? You can't talk to coaches this week if they're playing this weekend. they got to get ready for the game, but then after Sunday, win or lose, you can talk to everybody on Monday and Tuesday during their their player days off. Um, and so they want to have a GM for those. yeah you want the GM to sit in those interviews totally understandable. Uh, you got Adam Peters, you got Ian Cunningham. Uh, you got finalists uh, I think you'll have a decision by the end of the weekend get that person in the room talking with the head coach doesn't mean they'll get to pick the head coach but it means they'll have input and I think that's very important
2: michael the two guys that they would have put at the top of a wish list 6 months ago are their two finalists oh what a difference an ownership change makes huh yeah, and everybody they called took the call and
6: came to visit right don't don't sell short on that Peters got on a plane in San Francisco, flew to Miami to talk to Josh Harris, uh, had a great meeting, and then flew back. Like, that's not just like I picked up the phone. That's full on like I flew to Miami to talk to you. Whether he's the guy or not, he's turned down phone calls from from other teams, and now it's I want to sit in a room with Josh Harris and hear about him and his ideas. People get excited about that kind of thing, and and that's that buzz will spread. You know, whoever doesn't get the job is hopefully going back to an organization. Hey, how did it go? Oh, man, they got it rolling in Washington. Like, uh, watch out for those guys. Uh, that, that's a good thing.
4: Should we be more interested in Bill Belichick? I, I just – Grant and I, neither, neither him or I are, are, because we're both anticipating, and this is maybe yeah. me, me more so than Grant. He's not interested at all because Grant doesn't like, Grant's an ageist and not like the Bill Belichick uh, coach's defense. <laughs> Lies. That's just lies. <laughs> I just don't want him to have personnel control because he stinks at it. But should we be more interested in him?
6: Well, you should not be even a little bit interested in Belichick with personnel control, right? I I think any sensible person would tell you that. I also don't think those jobs are going to open for him. One of the things that surprised me, that the national discourse, right, the, the people of the world who are on ESPN talking about this, is always like, he'll have so many options to pick from. And every time they say that, I'm like, well, will he, right? Like, he he may have some options to coach, but not pick the personnel, but I, I can't imagine anybody looking at the track record of the last five years and saying this is a can't-miss hire. Uh, I, I, I'd love to talk to him, right? You talk about the interviews being an information-gathering process, too. I would love to spend a day with him, see what he thinks about your football team your personnel, where he'd go from there. I am giving consideration to hiring him as the coach. I am a hard no on giving him any sort of personnel authority.
2: Michael, go get your Trader Joe's. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate you. <laughs> Take care, <guys>. yep. <laughs> And congrats, top three finish. Cluttered, C-L-U-T-T-E-R-E-D. I love that she already knew how to spell the word that tripped her up. Yep. That's, That's how you know she did the right thing. She didn't just, you know, get upset that she lost. She went back to the drawing board. She got her shots up that night before she went to bed. She's ready to play tomorrow.
4: Yeah, better than me. I still can't spell Boulevard.
2: 44. I'm not sure if I spelled thorough correctly when I spelled it, by the way. I don't know. I don't know what I said. Someone claims I spelled it wrong again. Possibly, I got it wrong in third grade. Might have gotten it wrong again. Thorough. I think I. Thoreau. I think it's T H. Thoreau. Thorough. Yeah. I thought that's. It's what not I said. like
4: Henry David Thoreau. Right. It's not the all. Thoreau.
2: T H E R R O W. Right. That's that's <laughs> how you spell it. It's
4: Thoreau, right? is it?
2: We're Grant and Danny live at Rudy's Golf in Kingstown, Alexandria. We're going to talk to the gentleman at PFF who wrote a piece about Washington having the most assets to offer a new GM or head coach this offseason at 5. We'll also talk to a beat reporter covering the Lions at 6. Next, though, on Grant and Danny, if Washington's planning on drafting a quarterback at number 2, doesn't that mean they should draft a a sign, rather, an offensive-minded head coach to work with that draft pick? We'll get to that next on The Fan. Kick off your...
0: (sighs) put the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45 up to 45 percent off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me
7: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Future with the law firm of Kandori & Murat. They'll help protect your assets, update your will and trust, schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Visit KMLawyers.com. Mention us to score yourself a discount. That's kmlawyers.com. Live at Rudy's Golf in Kingstown, we're Grant and Danny on the fan in D.C., in Richmond, and wherever you are via the Odyssey app. I've got a premise. I'm going to run this premise by Danny, and I want your feedback on the phones. We'll open up the MGM National Harbor listener lines at 800 636 106.7, so that we can hear from you guys. You can also interact with us on socials. I'm at Grant H. Paulson on Twitter, or if you're only on IG at this point, you can uh, DM me over on Instagram there, uh, Grant H. Paulson. So I, I posted a poll about this just to give myself a little primer for how people are going to react. Uh-huh. I'm going to read the question to you, okay? Assuming the commanders are going to draft a quarterback at number two, and I think they will. My premise is that that makes it not a want but a need to draft an offensive-minded head coach. Do you agree with this premise that if they are planning on taking a quarterback second, again, I think that is their plan, that they should go offensive-minded? In other words, we've had the debate borderline at nauseum, and we've done it a bunch of different ways is offensive-minded better, offensive or defensive? Do you have a preference? Is there a proclivity? This is not really what I'm trying to get into right now. Mm -hmm. But rather, through the lens, which we have not looked at yet, through the magnifying glass, but it's really a microphone Microphone glass. glass. Through the microphone glass of, if you agree with me that they're going to take a quarterback second, and I really believe that that's their plan, then drafting that player after you've hired a defensive-minded guy is borderline silly. I'll stop short of saying it's foolish, but this is more of a need than a want as far as offensive-minded to pair with a quarterback. In one offseason, Danny, Mm -hmm. you're linking your GM, coach, and quarterback together. The dream scenario is to have that QB with that whisperer. It's kind of common sense to me, but I'm saying we're not addressing enough. We haven't talked enough about how necessary it probably is to try to marry an OC to a QB, if
4: you're going quarterback, do you agree with the premise? I I don't. I, I think it's easier, not necessary. I think it's convenient, not necessary. What I mean is, you're you're basically you're setting it up where there might be a challenge because how are young quarterbacks successful? There's a good situation around them usually. Sometimes guys overcome. Think of Baker Mayfield winning Rookie of the Year uh, when when Hugh Jackson was the head coach. Think of Justin Herbert where they weren't going to start him until Tyrod Taylor got sent to the hospital because a quack doctor injured him. Uh, and, th- you know, they're defensive-minded head coach. Think of... You that
2: know, didn't go well. They wa- they wasted his... Well, his, he's, a, he's
4: a star. I mean, he, he's come out and played well. My no, point I, is... I
2: understood, but, but <clears throat> I think, yes, he's really good. I think the argument about Justin Herbert is that he hasn't re- tapped into his ceiling and that he's been hindered by how they designed
4: everything. Maybe. I, You know, maybe it's because... Staley, not because he was a defensive coach. Maybe it's because he you know, wasn't that good to begin with. I don't know. Could be that, there, too. There have been too many times where, you know, Lamar Jackson's going to win his second MVP this year. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's not an offensive mind. Or John, rather, is not an offensive mind. Mike Tomlin and Roethlisberger, uh, Brady and Belichick, th- some of the famous things together. It's worked enough in places, famously, where I go, it's not necessarily a necessity. Now, is, is it easier? Is it a simpler path? Absolutely. That's why my number one seed here is Ben Johnson. I think... He's the, he's the next star. I think he's really, really good. I think he's good at working with quarterbacks, the, the whole thing, and, and that's why I'm in. I don't think it's a necessity. To me, if you've got a star, if you've got a great coach, that transcends which side of the football you cut your teeth on. Like, I think Rabel's so good, if, if you can't get Ben Johnson, I'll just take Mike Rabel, and I'll figure the rest out later. I think your point is it's intuitive, and it makes a lot of sense, but necessity, I don't think so. I do think it's harder to go and more complicated but I don't think it's a necessity.
2: So you would have answered no. I would have answered no. When posed with this question, do you agree that if they're planning on taking a quarterback second, the commanders should go offensive-minded? Yes or no? I'd say no. Interesting. 800-636-1067. Uh, there are obviously a lot of examples of defensive-minded coaches with quarterbacks. The best recent example is D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud mm-hmm. last year. I'd point out that Bobby Sloak's interviewing for head coaching jobs, Mm -hmm. and D'Amico Ryans is about to lose the guy that's designed the offense for him, and he's going to have to learn another offense this year, which is not ideal. It's not quite a nightmare, depending on who they hire, but it's it's not a good thing either. Um, You mentioned Vrabel in Tennessee. That's kind of one of my arguments on my side, that they have not been able to solve quarterback. They've lost coordinators over and over again, and he's out of a job now uh, after they've fallen off, despite their defense being ultra-competitive, pretty much year in and year out until this season. There's – look, if you're if you're asking me, and I don't mean Danny, but just in general, like, is there no way for Mike McDonald to be hired and you to hit the home run on quarterback? Of course there's a way. It happens. You mentioned uh, Tomlin, although most of the examples I, I would point out that people are going to bring up are extremely dated. You know, Tomlin and Roethlisberger 17 years ago. Uh, Brady and Belichick, who you referenced, is 20, what, 23 years, 24 years ago. It's not as common anymore because I've, I just think there's so much more to, like, coaching offense, relationships with quarterbacks. In this player-empowered era where QBs call their shots and their egos kind of run a lot of things, you want their best buddy in the building. To be the, the, the have some power and some influence, and if you can have a guy that's never going anywhere like Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> that's great. Right, then he's got his like toy and his buddy, and he doesn't need to you know be unhappy. Uh, but I I, I stop short, I guess, of saying need to do it, have to do it, and, and I guess I'll just say you should do it. If you are taking a quarterback second, then you should go get Ben Johnson, or you should go get Bobby Slowick where you should go get Brian Callahan or whoever and pair that guy with Drake May for 12 years. That's McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. That's Peyton and Breeze. That's what they should try to do. By the way, the results on this poll, I don't know if you're surprised. I guess you would be surprised since you're saying no. 86% of people agree. They are saying that if they're going to take a quarterback second, that they absolutely should go offensive-minded with the hire. 14% say that if they're taking a quarterback second, it should have no bearing on the hire.
4: Totally get it. I think that's going to be the common answer to this. Just, again, I I think there are are rules and there are exceptions to those rules. And we talk about this all the time when it comes to, say, drafting or paying certain players. Like, I would never, almost never, draft a running back high in the first round. I think it's a mistake every time. Now, there's sometimes a running back gets drafted high in the first round, and you get – some nice success for that team for at least a short amount of time or a medium amount of time or something, or they overcome it and do very well. I wouldn't, you know, uh, give contract extensions to running backs. Some teams do it and it works out. There's a lot of things that I normally would not do. I guess this is closer to that than me saying, I don't know, that it doesn't matter. It's It, it does make intuitive sense, right? If you're trying to have a long-term pairing, then you actually would have a long-term pairing of a guy that's going to nurture the quarterback and, You get the quarterback as good as possible and take your chances with the rest of the roster. That's kind of the cheat code to being good in this league normally, right? Of course it makes intuitive sense. And again, my my number one candidate is an offensive mind here. I guess I'm higher on the sometimes you get a guy that's just so damn good that's just it's it's the leader of men to the nth degree and the rest just sort of works out. You're going to win 11, 12 games a year. See Baltimore, see Pittsburgh, even see uh, Seattle under, under Pete Carroll again until recently where it hasn't worked. It, it, to me, the most important part for a quarterback is to come into a good organization, good environment, good leadership. Then the specialties of the guys that he's working with yeah. are, are almost secondary to me. They're important. It's a 1A. But to me, I'd, I'd rather a quarterback get drafted to a place with a great culture than, well, this guy's you know 28 with a nice flat top and looks good on camera. And he's been calling plays for six months.
2: So I, I think and maybe you could argue that I'm wrong on this. I think it's getting harder to do it that way, though. It is. Like, you referenced That's totally Pittsburgh. True. Yep. Pittsburgh hasn't been playoff impressive, like, relevant. I mean, they are lucky to be in the playoffs this year. Now, totally true. By the way, I, I love the Steelers. I love their front office. I'm mm-hmm. a big Tomlin guy. I'm not running them down. But like the, no, but well, it's, it's a fair criticism. How much right? different are the it Steelers is. than the Titans? You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, they can't figure out quarterback. Their offense stinks. They haven't had a chance to go on a playoff run in years. So your point is, like, well, Pittsburgh's been able to do it. Kind of. I mean, not really in the last several years. Like, sorry, New England just said bye to Bill Belichick. He's the other example, right? Um, You mentioned Baltimore. Now, Baltimore's still punching through. They could win the Super Bowl this year. They're the best team in football. So maybe they're a good example. But I think they're just fewer and far between. Like, Seattle to me was not – what they've done is play 500 ball the last three years their way. That's not that interesting to me. Just because it's, it's like, known culturally as being a place everybody wants to go and they do things the right way. When's the last time the Seahawks really, truly were a team, like, a power in the NFC? It's been a long time, man. It,
4: it's been, in, especially in NFL years.
2: Right, and Russell yeah. Wilson is a fringe Hall of Fame resume-type guy. Roethlisberger's a Hall of Fame resume-type guy. It might just be that the quarterbacks punch through the wacky way that they did it in those places, mm-hmm. too. Not, to, not to knock the coaches. <laughs> Tomlin no, no. will be in the hall. No, you it, know, Carol will be in the hall. Grant, it's a
4: very fair criticism because the the point is, even if you don't necessarily believe it or subscribe to it one hundred percent as I do, the league is going that way. You know what I mean? Like, so just because let's—I I can't think of a good analogy for this—but it's like let's say let's say you and I didn't like the idea of the, the, you have to wear jeans to find a wife, and everybody else is wearing jeans, and the <laughs> girls are only going after guys that are wearing jeans. You go, well, I guess I got to wear jeans then. Like even if I don't want to. That's that's the trend line. So what it means is if you've got an offensive coordinator that's worth a damn, he's gone the next year. He just is. And it's harder to do it that way. That is a totally fair biggest criticism counterpoint to to my view. Last year's Super Bowl,
2: you know, you had the the coach paired with the O. C. And the year before that it was Rams, Bengal, same thing. Year before that it was Bucks, Chiefs, same thing with Arians year before that, it was Chiefs, 49ers, same things with Kyle Shanahan. You know, Belichick the year before that with the Rams and McVay obviously punches a hole in it, and he did for a long time. 800 uh, 1067 Not really asking the question we've debated a lot already, which is offensive-minded or defensive-minded. But the question we are asking is, if you believe what I'm saying, that they're going to take a quarterback second, then they really should be hiring an OC type because you're trying to marry that quarterback with a play caller, hopefully for a decade. You want Peyton and Breeze. That's what you're looking to do here. Do you agree with that premise or not? Like, do you say, let's just find the right coach and figure out the second overall pick when we get there? G and D on the fan.
4: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours
2: In Kingstown, Alexandria, come on out and hang with us.
4: We are live from Rudy's Golf in Kingstown, Alexandria, featuring a double-deck driving range with top tracer technology, two, not one, but two putt-putt courses, and a full restaurant. It's fun for the whole family. Visit rudysgolf.com. Rudy's Golf, the new go-to spot for golf and entertainment.
2: 6 o'clock this evening, the guy who covers Ben Johnson and the Detroit Lions in Michigan is going to stop by and tell us about the OC who has become the frontrunner for Washington's head coaching job, according to most of the folks covering this process. We will also look at the playoff matchups for this weekend. I, I kind of dig the way they do it now. Six games, three days, double dip on Saturday, the, the tandem on Sunday, and then the Monday nighter. Even though I hate that Eagles-Bucks is the standalone Monday night game because I think that's the worst matchup of the six, but six games in three days is pretty nice.
4: Yeah, it ends up working well. I, I don't like the Monday night football playoff game, um, and I'm probably alone in that uh, just because it's you know it's a short week for the for the teams uh, who then have to go on to the next round. And I, I'd like all things to be equal and no excuses there. And also it, it ends up sort of being a bit of a letdown after that sort of like wall-to-wall, every game is do or die, win or go home.
2: All right, here's the question for you on the phones. 800-636-1067. I've got a premise, and that is I believe the commanders are taking a quarterback second, and based on that fact, Drake May at number two, let's say, I think they need to draft an offensive, uh, sign an offensive mind as their head coach to then help that draft pick. Posted a poll on Twitter yesterday at Grant H. Paulson if you want to check it out. 86% of you said that if they're going to take a quarterback second, and that is their plan, that yes, it should affect what they do as a head coaching hire and they should go offensive-minded, 14% of you disagreed. Danny, you're one of the 14%. Yeah,
4: I, I think I'd, I'd like it. I'm, I'm all in favor of it. Again, my, my favorite candidate, we talk about him all the time, is hopefully going to interview next week, and it'll, it'll be a simple, easy pairing. I don't think you have to, and I guess that's my only point. I think sometimes a guy so good, a Mike McDonald or an Anthony Weaver, a John Harbaugh, or um, you know a, a, a Mike Vrabel in this case, that, the right guy will help set a good culture, and you can figure the rest out.
2: Let's go to Ned, who is in Vienna on Grant and Danny. Ned, if they're taking a quarterback second, does that mean they should hire an OC?
8: No, it does not. Um, I, I have a dream. First of all, belated Happy New Year to both. D, as always, go Bulldogs. Go dogs. Here, here's my dream. Bill Belichick has become available. We have, we can pick either uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May, who's ever available. Caleb Williams, very similar to Patrick Mahomes in potential. Drake May, very similar to Tom Brady in stature, in ability, and even a better runner, a better athlete. And when I hire Bill Belichick, part of the dream. Nick Saban decides to retire, and Bill says, you know what? We worked together in Cleveland. They ran us out of there. Why don't you come be defensive coordinator for me? I'll be head coach,
3: and we'll hire some (laughs) young
8: wizard to run the offense, and we'll put the party together again. We've got $80 in cap space. We've got five high draft picks. The stars are aligned to bring back the glory to Washington, and Bill can come home to where he belongs and keep his boat down in Annapolis <laughs> right next to the Naval Academy.
2: Somebody probably had to say it. I was actually going to – in my in my mind I thought, if Darius knows how I think he's going to play Hail to the Redskins
4: yeah. right now. Appreciate you, I sir. I don't know that Nick Saban's coming to be the DC. Uh, he's
2: not. That is <laughs> fantasy football and a bit insane. But someone was going to say it today, and you I'm know. glad our guy Ned figured it out. The way to do it. Uh, But, yes, a lot of people have linked the idea of Saban coaching again with his buddy Belichick. Uh, That's not a thing that's going to be happening. Sean and Woodbridge, the question is, if they're going to take a quarterback second, does that mean that they should be hiring an offensive mind? Fellas, how
9: you doing? Come in. All right, this is a deal. Um, I I could care less as far as their pick. You take an offensive mind, I don't give a damn what you do. You don't start, you do not start a situation like this with all this room and, and things of that nature with a defensive mind. And reason being is you want to get the uh, franchise started, you know, with a bang. Now, look at what's going to happen. We're going to hire that guy from San Francisco. And we most definitely are going to hire Ben Johnson. I got it happening. Now look what Ben had done. Ben took a dude who the rest of the league thought was a bum. And plugged them into that offense and those dudes are one of the best teams in the NFL. That's exactly what's great to happen. That number two pick is getting bent back. We're gonna get that back. We're gonna get four or five picks and send that center right on his way and take somebody out of another round, just like Shanahan was gonna do. But Mr. Dan Snow said no, I want you know, I want the the But, but the it sounds
2: first. like so but you so your philosophy is to get an offensive minded head coach just to do mm-hmm. it, right? You think it's the better way to go, which I understand. Yeah, no. But what I'm asking is, should their proclivity for what they plan on doing at number two guide what they do as a hire for the coach, yay or nay?
9: Oh, Of course. No, I I, I mean, I think they should take an offensive-minded coach, regardless what they do at number two. But gotcha. it should be an offensive person. But thank the thing you. is, is – yeah, Appreciate the you. phone call, bud. Thank yeah, you, buddy. it's
2: It's a good call. But you understand the difference, right? Yes, of course. I think he, he is – my camp like we're both going to the same party which is a party where you allow people in to eat mashed potatoes and meatballs oh
4: yeah where you just talk
2: about how you should only ever hire offensive minded coaches pretty much so he's at that party regardless I'm saying let's say you're not at that party I don't care what you think about offensive versus defensive Mm -hmm. in a world where you have to develop a quarterback starting in April the whole organization, the most important thing that will happen is really, frankly, perhaps not even Peters or not, head coach, hire or not. It's whether or not Williams or May, whoever you take it to, if you draft one, is good Mm -hmm. or not. If they're good, they can mask the other deficiencies. If they're bad, it doesn't matter how good Peters is. Ask the six coaches that just got fired. doesn't matter how good they are. If the quarterback stinks, you're one more bad pick of a quarterback away from being fired as a GM or a head coach, should the fact that they're picking a QB govern the rest of their structure and their hires? That's the question. Uh, We're going to push back our guest from PFF, who is scheduled for 5 to 530, because uh, I want to take some calls on this and and get some feedback on this. At 800-636-1067, that's the number on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. If you're in the Kingstown, Alexandria area, come on by and say hello